The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! I did. I, 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 that might be extreme. There's probably people in Central Africa that are like, really? In El Salvador. Really? That You live in the worst nation in the in world. Argentina. <laughs> yeah. Outside like, of the World Cup. Yeah. And not overly great. That being said, thank God they won because There'd some of those deaths. people would have been murdered. By the way. Um, t- that Brazilian kid that missed the penalty kick we, or whatever. We talked about. Don't go home. We talked about bad refereeing. Okay. Bad officiating. Bad officiating. I'm not a soccer savant. No. Who is? I know good calls and bad calls. Sure. And there were some highly questionable calls in that match that didn't make sense to me. Okay. Okay. That first free kick, nothing happened. But that's fine. On the PK? On on Mbappe? No, not Mbappe. Because Mbappe first, got the PK. Yeah, yeah. That was Oh, legit. and Messi got his PK. No, what I'm saying is that initial first... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. ...was yeah, yeah, dog yeah, shit. Yeah. It was... And that was the difference of the game, potentially. Oh, yeah. Just saying. But whatever. But Lionel crushed that kick. <sighs> he he has hey, this weird... Messi's, he, that, Messi's that guy right now. He is that guy. Dude, dude, I, I, again, not a football savant. However, you can recognize talent. The guy's been the best player in the world for fucking 10 years. Like, I get it. And I'm glad he won a World Cup. That's cool. Me too. But I will tell you, every every sport that makes as much money as like FIFA makes, Ooh. as the NFL makes, why you don't pay your fucking guys through the roof, like everybody is making millions and millions of dollars, and just have professional officiating that are trained, that do upkeep, that get examined, that get scrutinized. That that levels the playing field. Well, here's the fucked up. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to assume you're talking about NFL refereeing. That because we, we were talking about on that. NFL. We were talking about officiating in the NFL. And as a Saints fan, and very near and dear to my heart, very near and dear, yeah. and all. All franchises are going to be like, oh, remember that time we got fucked? Except the Patriots. You know what I mean? Except them. But like, (laughs) now they're in the business of fucking themselves. Yeah. No, what we talked about is full-time employment for these officials to be in a position. Because here's the thing. They are scrutinized. They lose crazy money for having the wrong calls. Like, if you're an NFL official and you get that letter on Monday morning that's like, oh, you blew this. So, you're, you could just say, oh, well, there goes, la, there goes the, the Super Bowl. A la the NFC Championship. Exactly. Rams Saints. Exactly. The most egregious non-call of all time. In the most important setting. Okay. I'm, that, I'm not going to argue that with That was you. a game yeah. changer. That's a huge Literally, game changer. They built a rule the year after. I watched it with you, and I'm pretty sure you had a brain aneurysm. I laid down on a pool said, table and that. laughed. Yeah, I know. I, know. I just laughed. <laughs> there gets to a point in losing when you like a team where you just you don't even get mad anymore. You just laugh because yeah. you know you know what's going on. But anyway, we know what's going on. Well, it is the end of 2022. Well, clarify, because we're recording on the 23rd, we're, but the way yes. we record, this will be the last episode of the year. Of the year. Right. For you guys. For you. This is the last episode of 2022. We're still going to record next week, but it's going to come out post Yeah, it'll New come Year's. out like on the 3rd? Yeah. 3rd like Yeah, 3rd yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, this is it. 
So this is it. This, this is, is the it. end. The Fiend de Cicle Absolutely. 2022 thankfully ends. We can wow. just cut loose of this arbitrary Gregorian number I, that right? literally means nothing. It means nothing to anybody. Do you yeah. think like bears in the wilderness are like, fucking thank God this year's over. Oh, man. Thank you know, God. You know what I'm going to do this year? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shit in the same place I've been shitting. Yeah. Um, um, and if you're a bear, that's in the woods. That's <laughs> in the woods, brother. <laughs> it's with the Pope. I'm going to hibernate like a month less. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm going to get a... I'm, I'm going to start work getting on myself. up earlier. I'm going to start getting up earlier work on myself. <laughs> I've been watching some Jordan Peterson videos. I'm feeling really good about myself right now. Uh, yeah. So 2022 coming to an end. It has been a year. It has. It's been a year. I think we can agree on that. It has been one of the most tumultuous. I, I explained this to Rex. This hasn't necessarily been a bad year, but it's been a hyper-challenging year for you and me. Yeah. I can safely say that, right? Yes. Okay. So how are we? How do you want to start this? Well, okay. You want to talk about the biggest stories of the year? No, no, no. What we're going to talk about is this. We, at the end of these moments, we have a chance to reflect and we look at ourselves and we can say to ourselves, who the fuck are we? Yeah. Am I the guy that I thought I was 12 months ago that I thought, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Those From are those January, weird moments. Yeah. It's reflection. It's recognizing identity. Most of us just look in the mirror and like, well, I'm fatter. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, honestly, the, there, there's the whole... Um, Anchor albatross of getting older. That's a thing. That's a thing we're all experiencing, obviously. But are you the same person you were in January? And I'll start off as this. I'm in a weird place right now. However, I would almost be more upset if I literally was the same person. Do you know what I mean? I okay. don't want to be the same person every year. Of course not. not. Not in a negative way, but I want to be able to grow and learn and have some introspection and to revalue yeah. myself and That's everybody a good, around me. That's a good me. way to term that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to be the same guy in the best possible ways. I, I want to change where it, changing is needed, sure. but I want to remain in the same security and comfort and space of love and learning. I want to be there, but I also want to be able to recognize those kind of ancillary dark places and address it. Uh, and I don't know if I have, you know, last couple months for me, I've, you know, full disclosure, there's nobody listening, so you can go ahead and say whatever you want, Aaron. Uh, there's been a loss of identity. Yeah. I was Aaron the restaurant guy. I was Aaron the wine guy. I was Aaron the booze guy. I was, there was a certain hook that I could hang my hat on, sure. regardless of what was happening in my life. And now I don't have that right now. So it's been a journey of self discovery over the last couple months to understand what's important to me. And luckily, I have a beautiful woman and a beautiful daughter and great friends. And if that isn't enough for you, then you're in the wrong headspace. I like that. That's yeah. I like right? that perspective. Well, and talk talk to me because you've had a challenging year from a health standpoint. Sure, we don't. Um, yeah, I, I mean, mean, we don't need to dive in. I mean, that's a big part of things. Obviously, my health stuff has made a huge impact on all of those things. Everything. My career, my yeah. personal relationships, my, you know, I, I went through a horrible accident a few years ago and I don't feel like I've ever fully recovered. Right. Emotionally, physically, mentally, financially, financially. Um, I'm still paying for all of that in a in number of every ways. respect. Right. In every yeah. respect. Yeah. I, at probably 2007, 2008 in this town, I think I can safely say I would have been considered 
one of the, if not the best premier IT professional in this town. Right. By far. Right. There was a time when I was considered one of the best IT security professionals on west of the Mississippi. Right. Like, I'm not that guy anymore. No. That identity doesn't exist anymore. Right. Not just because I've lost sight of it, but because I'm 48 years old. And there's a lot of fucking people that are just better at me this than, they, than I am now. You know well, what I mean? The the. Like I'm just everything. not as good as I was. In that regard. You you know what I mean? In that regard. I can't keep up with... But that's an identity thing. I'm mm-hmm. great at my job. Mm-hmm. I know I'm great at my job. But, uh, yes, my identity as that guy is kind of gone. It's weird that you mentioned that because I just had a realization. There was a point in time where being doing what you do was hyper-specialized. And there wasn't a lot of people doing it. And stuff I do was hyper-specialized and not a lot of people doing it. And as we flash forward 20 years later from us being in our 20s to our late 40s, 50s, um, there's a whole generation of people that saw what we were doing yeah, and wanted to do it. Not because of us. I'm saying in general. For you, obviously, IT and tech became one of the fastest growing sectors of business. It it Kids are going to school specifically to do what you want to do. It's not like an adjunct skill set. It's a proper skill set now. Yep. For what I want to do, there was Food Network and movies and things that glamorized being in this industry. So we had a wealth of people flooding the market. Flood into it, yeah. And- you know, we're we have our experience we can lean on. We've seen it all, we've done it all. Sure. But a lot of these kids um might not necessarily be as good. They just have the fire yeah. under their fucking gooch. Yep. To do it. And I'm not saying we don't, but we expect different outcomes. <clears throat> yes. From when we do things. Of course. And they will, you know, if, if if I'm doing something that's 100 grand a year, there's going to be a 24-year-old that'll come in and t- say, I'll take 60. Yep. And as a business person, that's a hard thing to fucking pass up. Of course it is. Is this little wolf nipping at your heels for less money. Yeah. So their identity is just forming. We've created our identity. And it's funny. We were told. We, we were told <laughs> by as who? kids. Those fucking brilliant boomers? <clears throat> we were told by them that, oh, you're going to be replaced someday. And you're going to have to find your own way. And then we said, no fucking way, bud. I'm that good. No one's... 100%. I'm going to grow with it. I'm never going to stop learning. 100%. And then you just get tired. And you're just like... <laughs> well, <laughs> you know. I, and there's a... You know, I, I was listening to a guy that was a former homicide detective that's now retired. And he was talking about the department and how when he was a young officer wanting to be a detective, he was hungry, he was sharp, he was smart. And meanwhile, his captain and those people that were put in those positions, it was simply a matter of seniority. Yeah. It wasn't skill set. It no. was literally you've been alive longer, so you get this. Yeah. And <clears throat> I've never agreed with that. I think let the best man win to sure. a large extent. Sure. Um, but it also feels like we blazed trails. Yeah. And those trails are now being flooded with people that are willing to to do anything you wish for a lot less money. And that's a hard thing to square the circle. It as, is. As an old man. Yeah. You know? But it's like being in the porn industry. It's very- <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. Let's 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 circle back real quick. Yes. Where do you see yourself now? Um, next week we're gonna talk about where we see ourselves in the future, which is gonna be awesome. Okay. We're gonna talk about the future next week. But for now, looking back, where are you now to yourself? 
Well, I mean, the obvious answer right now is I'm at the crossroads of like, do I continue to do what it is I do, which I'm really good at, and I pay my bills with it, and yeah. I, but do I want something different, or do I just want something more? And right, what is your path that takes you to one of those goals? Right. You know what I mean? There's a big part of me that wants to just do something completely different. So, let me ask you something, because I'm at this crossroads myself. Yeah. Are you willing to take a pay cut to do something that... Oh, I is, can't take a pay cut. No, no, no. What, <laughs> I, I mean that I know what a, you're saying. I mean that from an emotional I, level. I know what you're saying. Do you, are you willing to... I always like to say you got to slow down to change lanes. Sure. Are you willing to slow down to yeah. change lanes? Yeah. Because I, I think I am at this point. I am. I have a price tag on my head. And I live and die by that to a certain extent. Sure. But I'd be willing to think about something. For instance, you don't know this, but I went after a job for shits and giggles. I've got a bunch of irons in the fire right now, but I went after a job, which is a city job. Yeah. And it's basically somebody that takes care of the parks and forests. You're not a forest person. You just drive around and make sure everything's cool. Yeah. And I'm like, not the most lucrative thing in the world, but there's a certain like little twinkle in my body where I'm like, yeah. there's a little quality of life. That's some aspect qual, bro. It's just mad qual. I got my own little company truck. What's going on? I just zip around, just park saying. the park. And look, we all like to be big shit, right? We all like to be superstars, yeah. especially you and I. We're borderline narcissists. We um, but. And when you, but we've been. Oh, Bobby yeah. just spilled the whiskey. Just spilled the whiskey. Um, but um, no, yeah. we, it, that yeah. was horrible. Is that important enough for you now? No, I don't give a shit about to that anymore. Suffer. No, I mean, I, I'm at that age now, and as I'm spending my time looking in the mirror and talking about who I am and what my identity is, I'm really loving the fact that my identity right now is tied to being a father. Yeah, I haven't done that in a really Fuck long time, yeah, bro. And Cheers. having my son Cheers. back in my life and being to say like, "This is my son," and I'm supporting him, and I am, he's supporting me. It's badass. Like that's my family. And listen, that's why I said your identity. That's my identity. Your identity is a dad. I like being a dad. Yeah, dude, it's fucking cool. Even though he calls me Bobby a I, lot. Well, whatever. <laughs> that or. Bro. You're not gonna be you're not gonna be daddy for very I'm not daddy. No. I, I'm already dad and it's probably gonna degrade into something else. And something we've never Hailed delved man. in on this podcast <laughs> is my relationship with my son. It's well, complicated. It's, it, and it's personal. It's complicated, so, it's very personal. But I would say this I wasn't able to be there for my son for a lot of his life. Yeah. And when I had that opportunity, I jumped on it. And thank God his mom was so amenable to the situation. Right. And was like, absolutely, I think that's amazing. And then he, as a very young adult at that time, was like 18. You know what I mean? Was like, yeah. Fuck let's yeah. Go. Well, let's go. And, I, and it's great. You guys are friends. We are. You're good friends. We're, and yeah. you hope to have a child that grows into your good friend. We're decent roommates. <laughs> <laughs> the by one the, funny story. By I the way, about, the faucet's coming today. No, good. So good. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, the the one before <laughs> I pass this back to you. The one funny story I have about my son as my roommate is I had a young lady over a couple of years ago, and you know this lady, and um, this was like a full nooner kind of situation. Couple of years ago. Um. Yeah. Okay. And um, I can't say her name in public. No, 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 no. But anyways, she came over for a. To watch the movies in afternoon the afternoon. delight. And Ethan works nights and stuff. <laughs> so at the end of the afternoon, it's becoming late afternoon, early evening. Right. Um, I get up. I go to the bathroom. This young lady is passed out, just sprawled out naked on my bed. Eagle. And Ethan walks in and just gets, yeah, just... Gets the whole picture. The whole picture. And I'm in the bathroom just right. peeing and I'm singing to myself. And <laughs> I'm having fun on a Saturday. 
so oh, I come walking shit. out of the bathroom, and Ethan walks out of his bedroom, and he's like, hey, man, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Uh, I just came home for lunch. I didn't know you had company. And I look into the bedroom. I'm like, oh, yeah. And he yeah. was just like, sick, bro. Sick dog. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> and on that note, and she's a lot closer to his age than I. Right, I of am. course. <laughs> I, I expect nothing less out of the Bobby Duke. Um, welcome back, and and happy New Year, and you fuckers, bon, and Merry Christmas, bon venue. and bon, bienvenue. As, as um, we as we say goodbye, yeah, to uh, 2022, yeah. Um, the triple. This is this is the bad one. This is the ender. So, um, I'm glad you guys are still listening. This still means a lot to me and a lot to Bobby. So if you can spread the love, that would be great. As you guys well know, we've been doing this for a long time. And being famous and popular and all that stuff, that's great. I'm glad people get to achieve that. If you don't understand that we're doing this for the fact that we'd love to do this by now, then you've kind of missed the point. This is for you guys who listen. Um, maybe one day th- the stars will align, but that is obviously, you can tell by the content, not what we're fucking going for. <laughs> um, we're just here to spend time with each other and pour our guts out. I almost look at this as, this is going to sound really morose and kind of, Morbid, okay. But I almost look at this as a catalog and library for my daughter. You're gonna let your daughter listen to this when she's older. I think it'll give her great insight to who I am and give her a different facet to look through. That's kind of okay. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's not anything on this podcast that is so objectionable that. But but she knows who her dad is already. I'm very outspoken. She does. Izzy's a very smart girl, and she's hyper smart. But to humanize you just a little bit as a person, we don't come off on this podcast as grownups. Not all so the time. She's going to be like, oh, this is what my dad's like when he's having fun. Yeah. When he's maybe out of the house. Hell or, hey, hell or high water. I like that. I'm just saying. We do this. Hopefully, you guys can spread it to the people you love if you think it's worth spreading. But even if you don't, it's your dirty little secret. Keep your fingers out of yourselves. <laughs> um, or, wow. oh, that was, or okay. maybe not. Okay. Um, Honestly, that being do said, whatever you want to do. Welcome back to Cloud City, and welcome back to the Whiskey Reel. It is the whiskiest of reels and the riskiest of wheels. We are sitting high on Cloud City. We just saw Santa pass by. He's drunk. That's fine. Let that man live his life. You stop fucking with him, okay? He'll be there. Don't worry, he'll be there. Um, We are looking down on all of you people, and it's cold outside. So we're seeing you run quickly to your cars and shiver, and it gives us great joy to watch you suffer. That's real. (laughs) So... (laughs) Sitting across from me... Took a turn. ...is... uh, They call him the Hustler. The pool shark. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that. We just played pool with Blake, and it was fun. Um, he is my uh, my dear friend, and hopefully he comes and eats some frittata with me on Christmas morning. So this is Bobby Van Noyes. This is the Bobby Duke. This is the killer of all things bad. He oh. kills bad. Wow. He just murders it with a hammer. A claw hammer. It's one of the sweetest things you've ever Thanks, said Thanks, buddy. I love, uh, I love this man. And despite what you've heard, he's fine. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> this is Bobby Van Noyes. <laughs> well, well, thank you, buddy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> man, I forgot I had to do this part. Across from me, <laughs> you guys know him. You love him. The hammer of destruction sits across from me. I guess we're both hammers today. That's I guess weird. so. Um, I'm a ball peen. He's royalty. Yeah. He is sure. royalty. For he sure. He is Sir Antonio Branderas 
of the Madagascar Brandera. Yeah, back in Madagascar. Yeah, he likes meerkats. <laughs> I love meerkats. All kinds of vermin. I'm going to end my life on an island surrounded by iguana, and I want a monkey army. I'm going to cultivate a monkey army. I think it I'm going to give amazing. them little vests. I have a feeling that's better in your head <laughs> than it is in reality. <laughs> They're going to end up mutinying. There's going to be some mutiny going on. He vacations in the Rhone Valley. In the Rhone Valley. He is my friend, Wolfgang Fuck. Welcome, Mr. Antonio Branderas. <laughs> my good Good friend. It's the last one of the year, big boy. We're knocking down in one more year. Are you Let's kidding? Let's bring it. Let's fucking bring it. I think if we did the math, this is close to being the end of year four of this podcast. In this in this in sort this, of in format. In this format. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've Which been means doing this we've been for, doing this for like five fucking years. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and we have God, yeah. You think we'd be more successful? No. No, because we're not we're not out here trying to clout chase. We could. I wish we Casper Mattresses clout- would just give us a call. <laughs> yeah. But- <laughs> Sacks underwear. Post.com. Um, stamps.com. Stamps.com. Um, they, they love to sponsor everybody. Yeah, they do. Athletic Greens. They sponsor everybody. They sponsor um, everybody. It's great. Um, we need can- a... Wait, what's the one where you can buy a square of land in Scotland and become a lord? I have no fucking idea what you have, that is. Dude, there's this new one that's a sponsor of a lot of podcasts where you can buy like a, I don't know, two by two foot piece of land in Scotland and you officially become a lord and you can put it on a driver's license. Oh, wow. You're thinking about it, aren't you? No, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> It's I forget what it's called, but it's so fucking. So wait, scammy. would I be like Earl Van Noyes? No, of... you'd be Lord. Wow, Bobby. I like Noyes. that. I like that. Oh, that'd be sick. You can like put it on your credit cards and your driver's license. Like it's legit. I think that's sweet. Um, okay, they're not a sponsor, so suck my dick. Uh, anyway, going back, we're gonna do a, a best of show. We started off with the sappy stuff and the personal stuff because that's what we need to do. We we always like to get. You know, we like to smack you and then hug you and kiss you. We don't hug you and kiss you and then smack you. That would feel almost wrong. Unless you ask. Unless you demand it. (laughs) So so we're going to go best of. And first and foremost, it's the whiskiest of reels. So we're going to be doing whiskey. So Bobby, you and I definitively agree on the best whiskey we've had well, here's, this year. Here's the funny thing. We're going to well, do three categories today. Oh. Of best ofs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. we immediately and unanimously, without argument, agreed on all three things. I don't think it was like, hard. It was not hard. No. I think The three things that we're going to talk about right. that are our best ofs right. of this year could not have been more simple. Right. Could not have been more simple. Yeah, it was easy. So we're drinking one of our all-time favorites right now uh, because we couldn't get a bottle of the whiskey we because actually... Because it was sold out. We're going to talk about because it was sold out. And it's is, so low production mm, and so like... Such stays. a wonderful sign, though, that people bought that shit. Yes, I bitch. love that. Yes. So, as we drink our Le Jean um, whiskey, which you guys have heard us talk about a couple of times. Legit. Our legit Le Jean um, Sick, bro. What do you recall as our favorite whiskey or spirit of 2022? Yeah. Um, we're the whiskey real, so it would be apropos for us to choose a whiskey. Yes, it would. And it was literally not a discussion. We did a bourbon a uh, couple months back, a few months, a couple few, um, called Dexter. And nobody knew about it. Didn't. Uh, it was off the radar. It retails out at about sixty-two bucks. We didn't know. We didn't it. pay sixty-two bucks, no. but you will. You might pay more after this show. But um, and it's very kind of obscure. It's not everywhere. It's very kind of under the radar. It is universally accepted as one of the best bourbons in the world, uh, which 
in one state, you could have 3,000 bourbon producers. So Easy. when I say top, you know, top of the class, it's a very, very broad field. This is um, coming from Cincinnati, or yes. as people from Ohio like to call it, the Natty. The Natty. Um, and it is as good of a bourbon that I've had. The only time I have was taken aback in the last 10 years, I'm not talking about like like old Hibikis and stuff like that. That's I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about more commercial, buy it in a store bourbon. The last time I remember being blown away by a bourbon is the first time I had Laws about six years ago, yeah. seven years ago. Yep. I remember brand. that moment. That's Sakal Rye. I remember that moment Ooh. where yeah. something special happened. Yeah. This was the same feeling. Bobby, you like to say it's one of the few times we both sipped it at the same time and looked at each other and went, oh. Yeah. Oh, we're into we're into some. This shit now. is different. It's, I mean, I we talked about we always talk about balance and sugar and cloying and breakfast spices. They had managed at this distillery to literally nail every single facet of what you consider a good bourbon. It had enough vanilla, enough caramel, enough alcohol. It had enough approachability. It had enough of everything without getting into the fucking tropey memes of well, bourbon. And since you mentioned the distillery, um, um, the, the distillery is called Brain Brew. Okay. They are out of Cincinnati, Ohio. They have other products, which... We can't get, get. I don't think. I haven't we're, seen. I don't know if you know this, but we're in a very small town. Yeah, because they do okay. have um, different. Um, they have like the the paddle wheel uh, whiskey that they do. They have a, a lot of different. You know what I just found out today? What's that? Grand Rapids, Michigan, has more than twice as many people than we do in our entire county. Really. Think about that. Yeah. That's how small we are. We're tiny. We're tiny. We're tiny. Tiny dancer. Uh, (laughs) So I just wanted to interject, give a shout out to Brain Brew Custom Whiskey from uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. They are obviously. Yeah, this is. Doing shit right. I don't know if you guys can get it. I know the wagoniest of wheels. If you go to Wagon Um, Wheel. Star Liquor does have it. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, If you Um, go to, I don't want to. You know what? Fuck it. Go to Star, go to Wagon Wheel. If you want a gift for a friend, yeah, or if you just want to drink something good over the holidays before they close for Christmas, go pick up. It's Dexter, the way it sounds. Yep. It is a pretty kind of vanilla packaging. You wouldn't know it was anything special. The liquid that is inside is exceptionally good. That's whiskey of the year for me, man. It's definitely the most memorable whiskey of the year. Um, I can't think of anything that we've had on the podcast. We've had good been, whiskey this year. We have had great whiskeys, you know, on this I, year. But we've had a couple of fucking unfortunate moments. We like to call them clunkers. Yeah. Well, Sean Moe isn't here anymore. No. So um, our clunkers are a lot. Less. We've we've cleaned it up a yeah, little bit, a little bit. Little but no, bit. Dexter. I mean, I recall the. Classic bourbon, nutmeggy, um, red apple on the nose. Red apple is the one thing I remember that yeah, whiskey man. so clearly. And they do it without doing like the Alabama style where they just fucking add red apples and shit to it. <laughs> <laughs> where they shove a snicker bars yeah, into the yeah, barrel. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. this is it, it, Dexter from uh, Brain Brew is, it's by far. If you can find it, guys, I'm not kidding. This. Keep it. You're not going to want to gift this. Keep it Keep for it. yourself. It is only, it's plus 60. I'm not saying that's not expensive. I'm not going to portend to know like what you're willing to spend on booze. But if you want something special, if you got some important people coming over that are like bourbon people, you are literally not going to do better than this for yeah. the price. I know. Would you agree? I hear you. Okay. So, as we move forward. Let's move forward. Out of whiskey. Shall we? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) So, you guys know we love to talk media. 
That's what we do, brother. And full disclosure, we talked about this movie a little bit last week. Ad nauseum. In our top Originally. 20 of the, uh, uh, our top 10 of the last 20 years. Right. I think we, when, when I brought this up, I was like, why don't we just do like our favorite thing? Right. And then we both said at the same time. Right. Everything everywhere. All, all, at, once. all at once. I don't know if you're going to get a better movie. It's, I don't know. I don't know if anything can be objective in these categories because everyone has their own stuff. Yeah. No, some people like horror movies. Of some people like do. horror movies. Some people like rom-coms. Those are going to hit and scratch that itch for you. This movie, if it didn't scratch your itch, then you don't like movies. <laughs> that, no, that, seriously. No, that's fair. It does everything. It's emotional. It's sincere. The action sequences are bananas. The conceptualization, the existentialism that it introduces is beyond par. It introduces so much stuff into your brain yeah. that you. I, I'm lucky. I saw it in a theater, and I walked. I, we were in Denver um, vacationing. I walked out of that theater and I was streaming tears and I didn't know why. And it was, it just impacted me so much. Yeah. It's a challenging movie. There are challenges. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I never would use the word challenge as a negative because I think being challenged is good. Yeah. And like sometimes I'm lazy and I don't challenge myself like most of the time. But when it comes to film, I love to challenge myself. I yes, love to sorry. watch things that are not like, oh, this is a no-brainer. That right. movie is not a no-brainer. You need half a brain to love you, this movie. You need to pay, This isn't something you put on in the background. Also, what you need is some level of emotional intelligence to be able to recognize that what you're dealing with is in the midst of all the insanity right. that happens. Yeah. Is what you're watching is family dynamics it's being played out. It's a family dynamic. In the most heartfelt, honest. 100%. Perfect fucking way that I've seen in years. From the, from the performances, from the individual actors, to the, to the script. What they were trying to achieve in this film was so... Imagine sitting in a room with writers. And what do you want to do? What is this movie? And you try to explain the premise and the scope of this movie, you would almost laugh at somebody. It's a rough bitch. Right? You would almost laugh at somebody for introducing this into your life. You'd be like, that's definitely not going to work. So you're going to talk about a Chinese immigrant family, um, first generation, running a laundromat, and then she is contacted by people in the future that imprint on her brain skill sets and she's going to jump through dimensions and times. Like, at that point, you're just like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they made it make sense. It The entire movie, if you don't shed a tear in this movie, you have no soul, in my opinion. I do not disagree. I think this is one of the most heartfelt. I cried through the whole third act. Yeah, thank you. The whole third act. It was. I was bawling. I was crying when the guy jumped on the butt plug. <laughs> there has not been so much positive, <laughs> deferential treatment of a butt plug than in this movie. First of all, that was one of the funniest scenes <laughs> ever in cinema history. It's amazing. It was, in the middle of a fight. And I, I, I had to pause. Right. I was like, I'm going to take three and to just come, laugh at and that. And then I'm going to laugh at that. And then I'll that come back. Was amazing. Yeah. So I saw it in a theater, <laughs> and if you can imagine a group of people, to, to go from the highs and lows of a, of a person watching cinema... And go from emotional to leaning forward in your seat, from laughing to crying. The emotional impact of this movie cannot be overstated. It is brilliant. I don't know who thought of it. I don't know why they thought of it. But I I don't say that like I don't know who directed it or wrote it. 
What I'm saying is the fact that this movie was brought into existence is a glorious moment for humankind. I don't I don't want to underestimate or undershoot it. This is a glorious movie. I think we would be remiss to not bring up the fact that this is uh, from A24 Studio. And I want to read just a, a few of these movies. And let me know if you've lit, like watched some of these films. I have. Because I think you have. <laughs> I think... I'm not saying this is the best studio in the world. I'm saying this is the most interesting studio in the world. I'm going to say and it's I'm the gonna best. Watch, I'm going to watch every fucking thing. It's the out. best. Um, Swiss Army Man. It's an A24 movie. Stupid and amazing. It's stupid and amazing. Yeah. Moonlight is gorgeous. It's brilliant. It's a gorgeous fucking movie. It's fucking brilliant. Absolutely. Subject matter in a lot of these are very difficult. Very difficult. We're not pretending that it's easy to watch. It's just Um, challenging. Killing of a Sacred Deer. That's an A24 movie. Fucking amazing. Great fucking movie. Yeah. Eighth grade. Great fucking movie. Yes. Your favorite. Hereditary, A24, great fucking movie. Top movie I mean, in the last 20 years. My favorite, Ex Machina, A24 fucking movie. Go fuck yourself. The Lobster, great fucking movie. Under the Skin, great oh, fucking movie. Christ. A Ghost Story, great fucking, fucking movie. Fucking amazing. Midsummer, great fucking movie. What are we, Dude, like, what are we saying? I don't even know where you want me to stop. No. Because I could just keep going. Don't Lady stop. Bird is one of the... Don't stop. The best movies of the last 20 years. Don't stop. It's, I mean. This what, studio The Florida out Project. Fire. Yeah. I mean, what this studio does. Oh, the last one I'll say before I, we just have to move on. Green Room. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Fucking so overlooked. Come on. And nobody knows Dude, about it. And it's brilliant. That movie. But this is a studio. What's funny is this. Imagine in the days. When you had directors, well, I know Scorsese and blah, blah, blah. Imagine if you had like Hitchcock and Scorsese and all these like really brilliant visionary directors paired up with a studio that allowed you to do whatever you wanted to do. And that's what the studio does. They curate. They curate directors and writers to do whatever. Ever you want to do. But they don't curate projects. They curate talent. Talent. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. So you take all these talented people and you let them fucking loose. So you're just like, oh, you're Alex Garland? It's crazy. Make a movie for us. Crazy. Oh. And that was amazing. And out of this, we get all the movies that Bobby just did, which I'm a 24 whore. I am. I don't like all their movies. But I understand all their movies. They may not be for me, but there's no doubt in the um, consciousness and brilliance of being in the moment they're in, even if you're not in their moment. I probably it's just important. listed a dozen movies, and I'm going to guess that six of those movies are going to have college courses taught about those 100%. movies. 100%. I mean... 100%. They're groundbreaking, spectacular fucking art. Like, yeah. I, I, I was just about to launch into a couple of the movies, and I'm not doing that. Everything, everywhere, all at once. All at once. Probably the most important movie made this year. And one of, I don't know, what, five or six A24s that came out this year? Fuck. Because... There's a lot and of people I think that the only on... one that I was disappointed in to some Don't level. Don't say it. Don't say it. Was the Northman? <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. I was no, slightly no, no. disappointed. That's fine. In That's the fine. Northman. I thought yeah. you were going to say something else. What? Because I thought. No, we're on a podcast. Like we should say things. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that you dipshit. No, what I was saying is the Northman. I watched it again. Yeah, and I enjoyed it more. I love. I like the movie. I enjoyed it more than watching it in a theater. It was too dark. Um, it's not the movie I wanted it to and be. I, and I get it, what they were going for aesthetically. But um, it wasn't the movie I wanted either. But I st- I watched the second time I enjoyed it more. Yeah. For whatever reason. It's a human fealty to like 
or frailty frailty yeah where we we look at something and we want it to be a thing and when it's not the exact thing that we want it to be then we find it to be a failure and like that's very unfair. It's very <laughs> fucking unfair, man. Because it was really well done. Skarsgård killed it. Yeah. He was phenomenal in it, man. Yeah. And um, But what I was going to say is the movie Men. Oh, dude. Let me down. So. Let me down. I didn't love it. I had... I won't say whether I liked it or not. Garland. I will just give you a... I would just give you an instance of what happened after the movie. So Rex and I watched Men, right? Engrossed, involved. Do you know what a good movie does? It spurs conversation for the next day. We woke up the next day talking about it. Yeah. I don't care if somebody loves it or hate it. Is it important enough to talk about the next day? It's an important movie. You go watch fucking go watch fucking National Treasure Eight or Fast and the Furious Fourteen. There's an eight. I don't know. You're you're you don't care about those movies, and I get there's an escapism and a release, but a movie that's important or less fascinating enough to have a literal true discussion with your spouse or your friend, yeah, or your kid. I think that toes the line more yeah. than just simply it's not my movie. Sure. I, it, it, I'm i not saying it was brilliant. I know that acting in it was... Next level. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. But the storyline, I get it. It was very fucking... It was outrageous. Challenging. It was challenging. <laughs> but but it, 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 it brought up questions yeah. about us, about the relationship between species. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying, uh, there's a lot of films they put out in the last year that were challenging and interesting. Maybe not great, all of them, but fun in that way. And I'll say this. If you're not on my media server, do the little subscription thing for A24. Yeah, it's It's well much. worth it. They do viewing rooms. Like You can watch the, um, their movies go live with audiences, yeah, which is really cool. It's very cool. It's really you want to cool. see. You want to see. Look, they do a really interesting business model. I I love being at home and watching a movie with me and Rex or me Izzy and Rex. I love that. I love it. The intimacy. Yeah, I can get up and take a piss. Like I get it. I get it. There is literally nothing like being in a movie theater. It's so cool. Really is. Even though I go twelve o'clock on a Saturday because I know none of you fucking hillbillies will be there checking your email or laughing at something inappropriate. Granted, you people are horrible. Before we go to break and we talk about <laughs> best and, album because we're gonna come back with our best album. I want to ask you this, just as an aside. Sure. Off the top of your head, we don't have to get into a big discussion. Okay. Uh, of the last year, we didn't want to get into TV necessarily because it's right, 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 right. an enormous fucking project to like break down everything on TV. Right. I have a feeling we might be in the same wheelhouse. I'm just curious. Me. No one's listening. What is your favorite show this year? Fuck. What is the thing? I think I know mine. I may fuck up the dates, though. I think I'm going to think See, 2021. See, and I might, I might be wrong on dates, too. But I think this is a 2022 property. Well, we and didn't really we didn't really take um, note of this last year, so I'm going to fold in last year and this okay, year. Okay, bring it. Sorry, but I don't give a shit. There is clearly the most important. Well, some shows run in the fall into the spring. Granted, granted, there's some great um, new TV out. Three Pines, Three Pines with Alfred Molina yeah. is amazing. Um, I will say the most affected that I've been in recent memory by a television show has been uh, Lovecraft Country. And I know that was that was year. Yeah, that wasn't this year. That was, uh, okay. Anytime somebody says TV and greatness to me, Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to pull away from that because I don't think I've seen anything that impacted me quite the way that did. There's another podcast in us talking about the the television shows that affected us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 
just promptly got canceled. That is, oh my God, are you kidding me? I mean, and that's Watchmen. Shantaram. Yes. Was amazing. And Um, it's with your favorite actor, Charlie Hunnam. Hey, love Um, him. He's great. He was actually really good in this. But Lovecraft Country, Watchmen, there's older shows like Terriers, and like there's been these legendary shows that like literally just got shit canned. Well, there's Firefly a problem, being the most famous example. There's a problem with production companies right now. We all know that. DC is in the middle of ruining anybody's life who likes DC characters. You're going to have a really bad run, by the way. <laughs> but famously, production companies are, 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 are tightening their belt mm-hmm. and pushing money in different directions. Even big budget shit is getting shut down. You know, um, Black Adam just shit the bed completely. And by the way, try to get into 45 minutes of that film. I stopped after 25 and I was cooking. Yeah. But I had to stop it. I was so disinterested. But that being said, television is kind of weird because you need, like I can say this year, Peaky Blinders, final season. The final season. That's on my list. Fuck you. If that isn't one of the best TV shows of all time, uh, go fuck yourself. It's generational. I, just saying, I, I like Peaky Blinders more than The Sopranos. Me too. Thank you. It's a better show. That's what's up. It's a better show. That's what's up. By the way, the right answer was Yellow Jackets. We're going to take a break. Oh, boy. <laughs> I brought Yellow Jackets to the podcast, son of a bitch. I know. Well, huh? you, were, you were right about a thing. You just aped it. <laughs> Guys, we'll be right back. Should old acquaintance be forgot and Guys, <laughs> called arms. It is that time. Yeah, brother. Please reach out, uh, especially now at the end of the year. We would love your thoughts. Yeah. How about you just take a chance and contact us? We do love you guys. You lazy fucks. All of you tens of people that listen to us. <laughs> you dozens. Week in and week out. <laughs> it's more than that, but I yeah. know. Um, no, uh, leave us some feedback. We are at 970-426-5344. Fatty livers. 970-426-5344. We're at uh, whiskeyrillagmail.com. Yeah, bro. You can leave us a, uh, an email if Do you it. so choose. Do it, you scared little Nancys. We're on all the socials. Hit us yeah. up. Shoot we're me on, an Instagram. We're on Troth Central. We're on Troth Central's. We are. Uh, <laughs> we are on the Jan Six Committee. Um, I know I'm reconsidering my position on what on the Jan Six Committee. Why? Um, well, because I think I think Donald Trump was probably acquitted and and liberated. And uh, what? Yeah, no, I don't. What think is he, happening? I don't think he did anything wrong. <laughs> There's 835 pages that would speak otherwise. <laughs> but he did send out that one t- tweet that was deleted by Elon Musk's yeah. new company. Yeah, and uh, they by, said uh, by Twitter's. He said, "Go home, go home, go home, go home, go home, go home." Um, he's a great guy. Uh, he's I so can, sweet. I can't believe he was our president. <laughs> it it really I got it takes me aback. Like I know we've had some like really not great presidents. I, hey. I, you forget George Bush was dog shit, and there is a bunch of bad presidents. We Reagan, nightmare. Uh, but it's a, a game show host, used car salesman, failed businessman, worked his way up the ladder. Yeah, and was our president. Yeah. 
And look what we got now. Look at it. Look at the divisiveness. I've never hated fellow Americans as much as I hate them right now. There's a lot of people in this country, I think, that are gross. So gross. Just gross. Uh, You know what's not gross? The best album of the year. Oh. Not gross. It's not gross. Uh, There was a piece of magic (laughs) that was released uh, this year. And um, And it's not Aesop Rock. It's not Aesop related. Thank you very much. Or Run the Jewels. Or Tool. Uh, It's not Deftones. It's not Deftones. There was a very, very, very important piece of work that came out from K-Dot. You know him. No one knows that. Kendrick Lamar. uh, Compton's finest, as Rex and I like to call him. He is uh, big baby Jesus in our eyes. I know that name's already been taken by ODB, but I'm going to reallocate that name to uh, Kendrick Lamar. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers was a fucking tour de force. Yes. It shows a young man becoming a grown man and taking responsibility for what he's done and his ability to take a 30,000 foot view on his life and who he is and what's right and what is wrong. Um, The guy's made banger after banger. We all know that. But this album was special this is where I think he, in a weird way, musically became a man. Um, you're talking about his family, you're talking about. Um, I don't think that's a stretch. It, I, I know it's a. You can probably ask him, and he, he might see it as a stretch. I think he artistically grew up a lot. Oh God! Um, the from the beats to his ability to be. He vocal. went from being the best fucking MC to being. Yeah. And an artist transcendent, he yeah. transcended yeah. with this album. And um, despite the Kanye stuff going on this year, <laughs> he would have been considered the goat. Um, I will say right now, uh, I know Jay Z might have something to say with, about this, but as far as I'm concerned, Kendrick is the goat. He's put out more important work than anybody has in the last ten years, and this album just solidified what we wanted and it takes a lot of time for him to put out albums and that's fine i can wait take your time um this is special he is a special artist so yeah i i i don't know what else to say about this man i don't either man this album was weirdly challenging in a lot of ways it is there's a couple of tracks on this album that will make you like more uncomfortable than right. people are used to being right. when they're just listening to something. Because let's face it, music... This isn't party music. No, this is not club shit. This no. is not... The, Even no, though there's some bangers, there no doubt. There are bangers. But the, the content, the subject matter of what he's saying is very it, personal. Yes. And, and very uh, deep. And not because he's doing... He's not using big words at big times. He, this man's pouring his heart and his life out. And if you got to acknowledge and represent an artist, a true artist, this isn't about money. This isn't about anything other than him having to voice himself. And that's an artist. And we're lucky to have him. Take off the fufu. Take off the clouches. Take off the wifi. Take off the money phone, take off the car loan, take off the flex and the white loss. Take off the weird ass jewelry, I'ma take 10 steps, then I'm taking off top off. Take off some fabricate streams and the microwave memes, it's a real world outside. Take off your idols, take off the runway, take off the Cairo. Take off the Sandro, pay five days stay, take off for the meal, hella final. Take off the far flat, take off perception, take off the cop with the iPad. Take off the unload, take off the unsure, take off the decisions I had. Take off the fake deep, take off the fake woke, take off the I'm broke, I care. Take off the gossip, take off the new logic, they the I'm playing something different than what we were listening to during that little break. Um, Kendrick actually just put in a new song like seven days ago. (laughs) Um, Go on YouTube and fucking he does this little video with uh, Helen Mirren. Which is crazy. Dame? Is she a dame? Yeah, she is. Dame Helen Mirren. 
and which took me a little bit by surprise. And um, Helen Mirren's still hot. That song made me cry. Yeah, we cried. Like 40 seconds into it. We cried. I was just like, okay, am I crying because this song is that good? He's a powerful artist. Like, it's hard to not watch his stuff and get emotional regardless. And I know not everybody grew up in the hood or grew up like... Is this a weird comparison to say that Kendrick is kind of the Richard Pryor of hip hop? He bears his soul yeah, better. And, uh, and he's flawed, and he's not Flawed perfect. dude. But, and he, but, he, but he's not as flawed as other artists no, in no, the same... But that's not the point. The point is, like, right, right, he right, right. recognizes... No, I know what you're saying. He recognizes his, his flaws, flaws, and he's and speaks, open to... He will share his flaws. He speaks truth. He speaks truth. Because there is something so affectingly, adorably honest about that man. He's earnest. That he's just like, this is how fucked up I am. He doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. And we're all here for it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. He is a a brilliant artist. I will continue to support that man. We are lucky. We are lucky to be alive. Yeah. In the Kindred era. In that hypersphere, we are. He's right up there with like David Bowie for me is like, I'm glad I lived through this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I don't think that's... I'm glad I got to watch this. I don't think that's a really bad correlation. Like, he's very... It's a very apt correlation. He does whatever he wants to do, and it's all good. Yeah. Like, he just... He's a great artist. Theatrical when they want to be. Yeah, his videos. But always honest and always bearing their soul. Look at Heartbreak number five. Bro. Come on. That is... There you go. There you go. Um, this is the time of the program where we do pearls of wisdom. What is our What is our giant big brain 2022 best of? Let's go. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. I'll go first. Give you time to think about it because yeah. you haven't. I haven't. Um, my biggest thing for this year is I started the year in one place. I ended it into another, um, which is fine. And I we talked about identity in the beginning of the show. My biggest thing um, that I've realized about myself from January to December is knowing exactly what I hold dear. And uh, those would be the people in my life I love and count on. Now... Flip side of that, I've also realized what peripheral people mean to me. That's almost more important because I always loved the people I was with. The fact that it appears that I've been almost disenfranchised based on the fact that I wasn't doing what I was doing is a telling sign of actualities. I I I think Durango is great. It's a beautiful place. I'm so happy we moved our daughter here so she can have like a huge quality of life. Um, the big thing I'm recognizing is Durango is a very small town mentality. And I don't mean that necessarily in a bad way. But the broader thinking doesn't necessarily happen in towns like this. This is insulary. It is um, it is tight and myopic in certain ways. And it's realizing the people that really mean something to me are the people that continue to converse with me, that continue to um, socialize with me, not saying that I've been abandoned or anything. That's not the case. But there are definitely telltale signs of the um, energy shifting. And I recognize that. So if you're ever put in a position where you're not where you were and people are being different to you, it doesn't mean it's necessarily bad, but acknowledge it. Realize that that's happening. Because like we opened up with in this podcast, it's identity. So if you're not that guy anymore, what value do you have to these people? And 
they better be able to present the value to you because they're not always going to be able to do it and recognize those people and compartmentalize those people into where they should be in your brain. I like that. I'll piggyback. All right. We're going to talk for a moment about Bobby Noyes and his sense of... That's all I've wanted. Weird entitlement. (laughs) (laughs) You should call the episode Weird Entitlement. Weird Entitlement. Um, You know, you got to... You come to this moment in time when you realize maybe at long last, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. I'm not the best looking guy in the room. Yeah. I'm not the most charming guy in the room. Right. I mean, most of the time I am. But like, sometimes... (laughs) You just can't let go. (laughs) (laughs) No. I do have a weird sense of entitlement because I lived a very blessed life. Yeah. All my life. I was blessed with a few skill sets that made me successful in different avenues and made me... And now I'm I'm the old guy. Yeah? I'm old Bobby. I'm the other guy. That's who we are? You know what I am? And now I've realized that I'm going to have to buck up and change myself and evolve right. as a human being and adjust and do the work like the rest of you fucking slobs. 